One. Hello guys, welcome back to episode 2 of the Screen Kings. We are with Ali, Charlie, today, I'm your host, Aaron, I'm the barman, though I'm, we're sat in very comfy chairs, so <laughs> we're not exactly at the bar. Um, today we're going to be speaking about the ever-presence of childhood, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, yep. the classic show from, from all of our childhoods. The, the new Nickelodeon film just came out, which I believe is actually the highest rated Nickelodeon film of all time now. According that, to. Surprising. Yeah, it was, it was, it was, it was a classic film. Yeah, it was but quite. How are we going to start it? Do you want, want to do a game first? I'm not sure. Do you like a game? Yeah, we can do the game first. first. Yeah, yeah. I can't see the game. Who wants to go first? We've, we've got each got an obscure frame from a film, and we've got to guess the film based on that single frame. So, do you want to go first, Ali? Did you, uh, did you send your... I said mine, yeah. Yeah, okay. so Aaron, let's check it out. So it is a Ghibli film? It's a Ghibli film, yeah. Am I pronouncing it wrong? Is it, is it Ghibli? I don't know, I've just always said Ghibli. But then it is GIF. Yeah. Ooh. Who's getting it wrong here? Ghibli. One of the Japanese listeners. <laughs> Ghibli or Ghibli? I, to be honest, I'm completely lost. I'm not going to lie. Oh, oh, man. It's such a good movie. I thought that would make I'm it struggling really with it. I'm struggling with it. Because uh, I've not seen all of all of Ghibli's films. Yeah. Um, Remind yeah. me of the Ghibli films, just in general. Like, obviously, don't don't say that one. Yeah, Spirited Away. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's their main one. They're, they're I'm, I'm going to say it's not Spirited Away. It's not... Um, it's not Kiki's Delivery Service. No. Doesn't look like Princess Mononoke. Nope. What's the one with the big cat? I feel is like it that's it. My neighbour Totoro. It is my neighbour Totoro. Yes. Yes, get yeah, in. We got yeah. in. We got yeah. in. Okay, should we do yours next, Charlie? Yeah, yeah, can do. Right. So. Okay. Okay. That makes it a little bit, a little bit more confusing. I see the the sign says down under. Ooh. So either that's a film set in Australia or is it? Oh my god, I think I've got it. I can confirm it's not a film set in Australia. I, I think I might have it. You go for it. Because I, I think it's quite topical. Is it the uh, the 1990s Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles? Oh, it is. <laughs> it's yes, when, it, it's yes. when he's delivering the pizza to yes. the drain and they stick him for the money. <laughs> yeah. It's the pizza that gave it away and the sort of grainy texture. It, no, like, really oh my don't. god, it definitely is. Yeah, I wanted to stay topical it today. It definitely looks like a, something out of the sort of 90s. Sort of, yeah, it's got yeah. that grunge. I'll give you guys the phone for my one. I know what it is. <laughs> I know what it is straight <laughs> away. Do you, do you want to go? It is Monsters vs. Aliens. <laughs> you bet it is. That, is, <laughs> that is honestly the best worst animated movie I've ever seen. Oh, I love it's, it so it's much. brilliant. I love, I love how both of you went uh, animated though. Like, yeah. that, that makes it so much harder. Like the same time when you just limit it to films, it makes it so much harder. Mm. But then obviously having like we we got all of them so like well, yeah. i'm quite impressed by that i think with, with the animation you can sort of tell from the style yeah because mm. i could tell straight away that was a ghibli one yeah because of the style of it and you could tell it, it's um dreamworks it yeah dreamworks, dreamworks yeah. Yeah, yeah you could tell that was a dreamworks one <laughs> but what i was looking through to try and find stuff for that the first thing that came to mind was b movie i was gonna get <laughs> a generic animated law room like from the courtroom, not law room, courtroom, and I hope that will throw you off. And then 
I thought of the more obscure ones. I don't know if you remember a film called Space Chimps. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. Quality <laughs> oh my god. There are, there's there's big actors in that movie. Yeah. I swear. I swear. Well, like... I I remember the chimps in space. I don't remember the weird, creepy, massive foreheaded baby alien thing. Oh. Because god. that came up and I was like, oh my, this is a nightmare. That movie was hellish. Yeah, it was, it was scary. It was, I kind of want to watch it again now, though. Yeah. Should we do that. Should yeah. we do a comprehensive review of Space, Space Chimps Chimps. next week. <laughs> but another one that I thought was fairly obscure, I think it's actually a Romanian film that they like dubbed in English. Yeah. It's either called Gaia or Boozino and the Snurks. It I is would not have got the that. weirdest film ever. Yeah. But have you ever seen the Goat Story? No. That like the Romanians have a very specific style of animation. <laughs> so that, that is its own subcategory. Is, is just like Romanian animation. Because <laughs> the ghost stories is the weirdest film ever. I, I watched Curtis Connor do a, a video on it. Oh God! Like the there's a random goat that is weirdly sexual. Oh, of course. <laughs> there's a sexy goat. <laughs> there's a sexy goat, and there's a random maid, and they need to find screws to, to make this, this bridge or something, and she just she just shakes her cleavage, and screws and stuff come out. It's like <laughs> traumatic. This is a kid's film. This isn't, is a there, kid's isn't film. there a really busty woman in Romeo and Juliet as well? There. There's always sort of weirdly sexual looking sort of yeah women in, in anime like and stuff. um like the mum in Big Hero 6 I was thinking um <laughs> Elastigirl in, in Incredible oh no 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 but that was on purpose <laughs> that that sort of defined our generation's mommy yeah mommy yeah it really did <laughs> <laughs> we gotta respect it but yeah no I I like that we all went we all went pretty well I mean yeah, you spoke about what you were thinking. I I knew I was gonna go for a studio Ghibli movie. I mean, I I, I just I was just gonna stay topical. Yeah. Like, I, I, I was trying to find um, the actual image of uh, when Raphael fights Casey Jones, uh, mm. but the problem was I thought it was more obscure than it was because you can blatantly see the costume and everything. I was thinking about just cutting like Raphael out of it, but then. Again, Casey's got the mask on and the hockey yeah. stick, and I thought that'd be a dead giveaway. So I yeah. thought of that scene, and then, um, yeah, I thought, yeah, let's blast this out. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's turtle time, baby. Yeah. It's turtle <laughs> time. It's turtle time. Oh. So when did you go to see it? Was it on Tuesday? It was Tuesday. Tuesday, yeah. yeah. yeah so, Tuesday. so we went to see it a couple of days ago. Yeah. And we was left in awe at the end of it. Yeah. I, I mean, I, we just got to state first. It was a horrible experience because oh, there was, yeah. there was, it was, it was like yeah. these two children just running up and down the aisles. Screaming their head off. Yeah, and we're just sitting there trying to, we're three adults trying to watch a kid's film. Exactly. Shut up. Exactly. <laughs> I think we were like the, the collective oldest group in Oh, definitely. Oh, yeah. But that doesn't take Why away from the fact that screaming Archie, I'm coming in the middle of the cinema yeah. <laughs> is not, not what we want to be hearing. I'd in expect the of the... that in an X-rated cinema. Yeah. But, you know. <laughs> not, not a kid's film, come exactly. on. It was, it was pretty diabolical and it did sort of ruin the experience for me, but I have to look past that. Mm. I mean, it also didn't help that I thought the sound system in the cinema was pretty bad. We're, but, we're not going to trash talk the cinema that we went to, no, but uh, yeah. yeah, it's not it's not it's not your standard cinema. But to be fair, you said that last week you 
felt that your Barbie, you yeah. didn't enjoy a Barbie as much because of your experience of it. Yeah. But I think, judging by how we felt when we came out of the cinema, yeah, it didn't taint how good the movie was whatsoever. Yeah, yeah no, like, no, I know. I could appreciate it regardless of, of my experience in the cinema. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, like one, one of the things for me is like, especially with that film, I just loved that we got to see I, I love Shredder, like, absolutely love it. But I love how it wasn't, like, the focal point of the film. Like, mm. he's normally always the villain in one way or the other. Not that it's, like, a good franchise for me, like, obviously, the um, Michael Bay ones. <laughs> uh, but still, like, Shredder was in some form still attached to it um, throughout even the second film, which he's not even really the villain for. Um, and, yeah, it's just... He's a very good villain, like, don't get me wrong. Like, obviously, he's the main villain for the whole of like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles but like it was nice to see someone else and like the the way they played it I thought was brilliant mm. yeah I, I think the the villain was phenomenal Superfly mm. was, was, yeah. was really well played there was a, a few moments in there which I kind of remembered I was watching a kids movie yeah but at the same time I think for, for the most part I was just sort of enthralled by the fact that Superfly was a villain that you could sort of get behind until yes. he reveals oh, yeah. some of his schemes. Because he was like the inverse of the turtles. Yeah. If the turtles. Well, he was the inverse of Splinter. No, he was yeah. the same as Splinter in this film, uh, but obviously, like the views of it were very different. It was more radical. Yeah. Instead of hiding away from everyone and doing what he did with the turtles, keeping them underground, Superfly wanted the same thing. He wanted to be accepted, but. He wanted to stop everything else and like yeah, no yeah. the cost. Enslave humanity. Yeah, <laughs> light work really. Yeah. Yeah, obviously. If, but if you're massive mutant animals, that would be light work. <laughs> <for> sure. <laughs> but yeah, no, I I think obviously we can't go much further without talking about the animation. Mm. And my God, was it stunning! Ooh. It was absolutely gorgeous. And I think one thing that we spoke about as soon as we went out as soon as we left the cinema, was that, my God, did the humans look absolutely grotesque. Yeah, I, I feel so like obscure. I feel like that was done very smartly, just mm. because, obviously, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, they're mutant turtles. Look, although they've obviously looked like just, well, obviously you take the 1990s one, like, they're just in costumes and that. They, they look like turtles, like, obviously men like turtles. And then you take obviously the CGI one, which was like to the next level, which they didn't yeah. really need to go to. They look like the Hulk. But <laughs> I like the depiction because it's it obviously they're the normal. They're they're who you're watching. Mm. Everyone else is the outsider, and they're the out like not yeah. not the outcasts, but obviously they they made all the people look really deformed and really yeah. weird. Yeah. And I don't I don't know if it was the same for you, but obviously right in the start of the film, in the splinter backstory bit of whack when he tried to go above ground. They were mega deformed, and then mm. like at the end when they started helping them out, even like when they were walking. This is a spoiler, obviously, but when they're walking through the um, the high school corridor, like yeah. they start looking a bit more normal. Yes. I, I thought yeah. Yeah. so. It was almost like they were rejected because of obviously who they were and what they were. But now that people have come to accept them, everyone looked on a similar yeah. stature. Yeah. Well, I think it's like you say. We we watched the movie through the turtles perspective mm. and they they were the ones that were were normal because they that's all they they've ever felt known like that their sort of collective was what that needed to be accepted mm. and that the outside world because it was so obscure they couldn't 
fitting to that. But April was the first one that really accepted them. And I yeah. didn't think she looked obscure at all. No, not so. She she was sort of the right like proportions. She yeah, was, she was well animated. Was yeah, yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. And then, like you say, I, I think it sort of it signifies how they really were starting to feel. Yeah, they were they accepted. were moving towards it more acceptable stuff. The classic X-Men kind of stories, where where yes. it's like the mutant kind is sort of segregated. It's mm. like a, a sort of message about racism and, mm. and stuff like that. And I thought I kept thinking about that, watching that, that it, it was very much like that premise of just because we're different doesn't mean we can't get along. We yeah. can't get along. Yeah. yeah. And and I I liked the the way that that was done. And mm. what I noticed was obviously the villain. The, I can't remember the name of the scientist for the life of me. Oh, but Baxter Stockman. I there we think. go. She she looked the most obscure. Oh, no, not... Oh, no, sorry. Baxter Stockman was the was bloke the, who invented Superfly. Yeah. Well, he made Superfly. The, the evil general lady. Yeah, she had a weird name. She was played by Maya Rudolph, though. Really? Yeah. Fair. <laughs> <laughs> but, but she looked obscure from the beginning. Her mm. sort of shadow um, was... Or, or, outline was really obscure mm. i thought initially that she needed the mutant gene to sort of look normal again yeah. but then she she never looked normal at the end she still yeah. remained obscure because mm. she didn't accept the mutant i mean like what one of the things like they sometimes do is when they like portray a villain or something especially like more in animated films obviously like they try and make them like sharp and like things like that so like her chin was like literally a triangle like every, <laughs> everything came to a point, so it's like you're a bit obviously straight to the point, and obviously no messing about. Yeah. Um, but I mean, the the other thing we've got to talk about is the milking. <laughs> I was going to say we need to it's, talk about the comedy. It's oh. that was like one of the best like pull off jokes right at the end, where they obviously go through the whole film, it's literally saying turtles do not have nipples. <laughs> And that they, they're going to get milked and everything if they go into the real world. And then they literally blatantly say about getting milked and the machine, the Milkatron 9000 or whatever it is. I love that. You know, that, was, that was the greatest like that. setup for a joke ever. Yeah, the, the comedy in that was yeah. brilliant. The, the thing I liked about that as well was that Splinter visibly got even more angry when he realised they were getting milked. <laughs> I just... Uh, oh, the comedy was brilliant. Uh, there wasn't too much Seth Rogen, which was nice. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I I don't think he's actually that nece- necessarily bad as like he do- he always sounds the same in everything he does. Yeah. But the the pure fact of like it worked, his voice worked. Yeah. I felt like last time they played a, like in the obviously in the Michael Bay one, they uh, played a bit too far into. They're meant to be a bit more jokey and everything, and I, mm. I preferred it so much more in this film. Yeah, like it felt balanced. They didn't feel yeah. like overdone or yeah. overprepared, and yeah, I just think yeah that like him as that character was really good. Yeah, and I think with because wasn't it filmed uh, or recorded? They didn't really have a script. They were just given scenarios. The, yeah, the, the turtles didn't really like so all the kid actors that played all the Ninja Turtles. They they didn't have a. Um, script for I think it I think I saw Seth Rogen saying about it, it was like 90% of it was just obviously all them like 
jamming together. Yeah. Like the bacon, egg and cheese thing, that was all of them, just literally microphones, no scripts, just saying, I want a bacon, egg and cheese, like, yeah. like stuff like that. Yeah, they'd like, be given like a rough outline. Yeah, yeah and then it was just down to them. Because yeah. I think that does a lot better than like a full script. Because like when you script it, obviously, it sits, sometimes it seems a bit forced. Yeah. Um, not saying it's a bad scene, but I'm going to go back to the Michael Bay thing. The first movie when they're in the elevator and they're like jamming out to the song, like I thought that was good, but it, it still seemed a bit forced. Mm. And then when you watch obviously this bit back and you realise and you watch some of the behind the scenes like I've done, like you actually see all of them, no script in hand. They're all just like having a joke about it together. Yeah. And it just makes it feel a bit more fluent going yeah, through as well. It does feel yeah. very natural because a film that is trying to be current, putting in words like Riz or Sus or stuff, hmm. that would normally feel quite like... Ooh, Forced, yeah. 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 But it, I sort of clocks that they said it and then I clocks, hang on, they said it again the second yeah. time. It because it, Yeah, it just, it just worked and, and they all had amazing chemistry because yeah. it, it really hmm. just felt like four people that spent 15 years of their life together yeah. they were now put in this really really awful situation yeah. <laughs> and like, I, oh, wait. I mean i think it it's gonna say a lot for teenagers at the moment i mean we're not anymore well you still are actually aren't you? come on um, less than a month <laughs> uh, it, it sort of it really does play into that and it really does feel like a group of teenagers mm. and that's great because they are the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Yeah. But it's rare for a movie to capture that authenticity of be what being a teenager is. Yeah. yeah. Like in the modern era. I, th I think from all of the TMNT stuff that I've seen, they all either go really far to towards the teenager part mm. or really far towards the action part. And the, the Michael Bay ones, I think, were, were heavy on. Yeah. yeah. In the Michael Bay movie, they were they were basically adults. Like there was yeah. nothing teenage about them at all. I mean, the thing is, you look at like the CGI side of it. Like they are all adults, mm. and the script. I, I'm not to be bad on Michael Bay. I know he likes his explosions <laughs> and everything, and that's like what he's mainly like known for. Spending loads and loads of money on explosions and everything, but the movie didn't pay out as well like as I thought it would. Mm. Like, it was good, but again, like, the whole thing of being, like, forced, whereas, obviously, the, in this film, like, they were all fluent. Like, it's just one of them things, You, this one was, like, perfectly in the middle, like, everything yeah. was right. Yeah, it, it, got, it got the teenage and the action done, yeah. really, because all of the action sequences felt like they were still trying to navigate how are we supposed to deal with this situation. We've not really done this that much mm. before. We saw their first one, we saw their latest one. Mm. We we literally saw them progress in, in, in their fight style. But can we speak about Splinter? Yeah. He was... That was one of my favourite versions of, of Splinter yeah. I've seen so far. Yeah. Because I, I quite like him as like the incredible, amazing like ninja master. Yeah. But seeing him in the sort of dad dynamic yeah. as the primary thing, and that is what sort of motivated him to... to Mm. learn martial arts that that was quite I wouldn't say refreshing because it has been done before but it was done in the best way possible I think yeah I, I, I did like how they got around because obviously like Splinter when they're little is like quite younger and the way they played it off saying like I was already old when I got infected with the ooze <laughs> um, like obviously the, the turtles were babies and um, yeah I like the way they explained that they were like 
I was already like quite growing up. That's why I'm obviously the the old way that mm. I am now. Mm. And you for all babies, and obviously you've now grown up a bit. Um, but yeah, I, I like the fact that he, that he, they played more into the dad side of it as well. Yeah. Yeah, and I loved his his Bob Ross look. Yeah. <laughs> what when he was younger? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> that afro was pretty. <laughs> I am. Um, worked it. It takes me back to like all the other because Splinter is always different in every teenage mutant yeah. ninja turtle thing. Sometimes he's a ninja master who got bitten by a radioactive rat. That's not actually it, but he is usually a human that somehow becomes a rat. Yeah. And obviously, then he's a ninja master rat. Sometimes he's a. I think in the Michael Bay movies, he was a rat. He was a pet rat for a ninja master, and you just see like a little rat doing karate or ninjutsu. Yeah in a cage but I think this movie really got it right he did it for self-defense that's perfect and the like 80s DVD yeah even that like the comedy of that was 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 fantastic as Mm. well I'm I'm excited for the future of it you kept saying that you you really want I just can't wait for more movies yeah I just it's gonna be brilliant I the thing I love probably the most was sort of the dark colour scheme Mm. it was so grungy and dirty and grimy it was kind of like if you kind of like what I'd expect an animated Gotham to look like yeah but it was it was absolutely brilliant and I think with that because one of the first things I noticed with the animation was the lights Mm. the lights literally looked like how they look in the comic book yeah and I think that's probably because it was so dark there was such a prominence thrown onto the lights but it made me feel like this wasn't just a, a movie. This was a comic strip that's come alive. Yeah, yeah. And and I'm I'm excited to see what they can do with that because you mentioned Charlie the the last Ronin. Yeah, absolute like favorite yeah. type of thing. And um, like even playing back to like the TV show, and, like them saying like Mikey has the most potential out of all of them, and uh, obviously like that that ties in a little bit theory wise to why obviously he's the last Ronin. Um, but like just being able to see like a good progression from it is brilliant. Like there's so many th- untapped things that they can do, and I like the way they flip some of like Bebop and Rocksteady. Like traditionally they're always villains. Yeah. But they've they've played on the back of it, and because obviously in the Michael Bay film they're already people that get turned into these animals, and then in this one they're actually grown like with the ooze and everything to yeah. become who they are. And the only reason they are evil in this one up to an extent is because of Superfly yeah mm. and um, yeah it's just the, the flip of it like they, they obviously like stop thinking for themselves and go yeah. yeah we don't really need to do this do you reckon um, do you reckon they got bitten by a radioactive warthog and rhino <laughs> respectively <laughs> I, I respect the thing they did it. <laughs> but, uh, yeah no that, that was just my, my thing I just liked how it just flipped from being uh, evil to good and just it's it's the two sides of uh, the two sides of a coin when you think about it, especially with like Splinter and Superfly. Like they both did the same thing, but for different, and they they both had different outcomes. And like when Splinter comes to the realization that that's what he's doing, uh, even though he's not down the same path, he's like, I can't do this anymore. Yeah, it's not it's not the way we're meant to do it. Um, his partner at the end of the film. Oh. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> that's uh, that's one one thing I don't want to see. Again. Yeah, I must admit, I uh, gross out humour. 
it's I sometimes it works in this case it really didn't but I, I think it is a kids film at the end yeah of the yeah a, a kids audience would probably find that quite funny. absolutely hilarious yeah we wouldn't know because the kids, kids in our cinema we're too busy running around. <laughs> precisely, precisely. <laughs> but yeah, um, but onto the animation, and I think maybe we we could talk a, a little bit about Spider Verse here, and the incredible impact that Spider Verse has had on the animation industry because that movie did not look like Spider Verse at all. No, but it's clearly influenced by it. Because it looks yeah. stunning, and the way every character is drawn and animated is absolutely gorgeous, and it's just brilliant. I think that until Spider-Verse, there's always been a desire to portray really realistic looking, or, or semi-realistic, because Pixar's looked quite very humanoid. Uh, the Disney animation DreamWorks, I could go on. Mm. But when Spider-Verse came on, it was sort of like, Listen, we're a comic book film. We're a superhero film. We're going to draw them how they was originally drawn. I'm going to make it feel like it is a comic. And it's, the, the films are both also certified by the uh, comic book authorities, isn't it, as well? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, so they're, yeah. they're literally certified to be exactly like comics. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. And, and I think that sort of allowed this film to take its sort of creative onus and be like, right, we can do what we want. Yeah. We can, we can feel authentic. Yeah. And they did. And it didn't feel like they was imitating Spider-Verse at all. Mm. It it was really refreshing to see. It yep. felt like its own thing. If that had come out when Spider-Verse came out, it probably would have had the exact same impact. Yep. It, yeah. The, as you said, I think a great word to describe this movie is just purely unequivocally authentic. Yeah. It really is just one of those movies that feels different in almost every way and it's so refreshing so refreshing i found i mean like it's, you look at the like because obviously we're gonna like move on to obviously like animation studios mm. um but you look at like this disney have dropped lots so much like you can't compare anything against disney nowadays because all the animation is the same i mean i can't remember what film it was I think it was actually Spider-Verse that we were going to see after your birthday. Yes, and yes. And there, there was a trailer for an animated film that looks exactly like that one about the Italian kids that are also sea people. What Luca. Luca, that's it. It literally had the exact same premise. Mm. What, all, all they do is they get in the water, and in this case, obviously, she wasn't a sea person or whatever you want to call them. Uh, sea monster uh, she was a kraken but th- it was exactly the same uh, yeah, yeah. yeah the animation was exactly the same which by the way both that's... of those are just H2O yeah <laughs> Imar Imar get out of the water <laughs> no <laughs> no your tents are kraken <laughs> but yeah no that that's a, a DreamWorks movie but it's still the same precedent. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yeah, because I saw... A, we. Do you remember that trailer for that Disney movie when Elemental. we went to see Teenage Mutant? No, no, no. It, it was... Elemental. It was that... The, the uh, one about the kid and the UFO. Elio. Yeah. Oh, who yeah, says yeah. he's the leader of Earth. It looks like Luca. Uh, Earth. 
Yes, uh, sorry. Uh, it, <laughs> that is not a joke that drags out at all. Um, <laughs> it looks like Encanto. It looks, yeah, yeah, yeah. it honestly looks like Moana. It looks like Luca. It looks like all of it. It all looks the same. Yeah. And of course, everything has their own individual flourish, but from a from a primary standpoint, the character design is the same. Yeah. And uh, but I think a lot of the time that is the the animation studio will have their own sort of yeah signature style. Yeah. Like like we're gonna go on to uh, later Pixar. You know it's a Pixar film from what you from how you see it. DreamWorks is always pretty pretty similar. Yeah. I, well, do, I, I, I think do have to say that DreamWorks villains always look like 10 out of 10. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like the whole Kung Fu Panda series, like all the villains all had their own unique flair and they're all brilliant. Yeah, no. They're, they're, DreamWorks are, are one of the better ones, but we'll get into that later. But I, I think that Sony, while it's not, it's only part of two Spider-Verse films, it's not part of anything that can compete with that. Visually, yeah. <laughs> Nickelodeon hasn't put out anything that can compete with TMNT visually yet. Yeah. But I think they need to make sure that they are they bring in variety. Yeah. You can't, you can't have a Nickelodeon style or a Sony style of animation. Mm. Whereas we have the Pixar style. Yeah. We have the Disney style, which like they they've evolved with the ages, but. I mean, enough. the only time I've ever seen DreamWorks really sort of experiment was with. Puss in Boots: The Last Wish, which is a movie that I absolutely love. Oh yeah, and that movie is gorgeous. The action is brilliant. It... I I, lo- I love that it felt it felt more animated mm. than like the previous Puss in Boots film, which still it was a good favorite of mine. Uh, but like, there's the new one, like the fight scenes and the way they don't do it, like. It just looked brilliant, and there was just that little bit extra attention to detail on certain things, and um, just the color scheme, like yeah. the whole thing, always like bright in your face. And then when it comes to the darker villains and things like that, like obviously in that case it was um, Jack Jack Horner, yeah. Like he, any time he was normally on the scene, it's normally quite dark. Everything. Purples. There yeah. were a lot of purples, and yeah, obviously death. Death looked brilliant in that movie, even though he wasn't necessarily a villain like Jack Horner was. But it's safe to say that Jack Horner is like the villain. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, Like Death is just there to progress Puss during the film, but we Mm. won't delve too much into Puss and Boots here. Yeah, we'll do that another time. (laughs) (laughs) But I I definitely think like what if you had to pick? It's gonna be like the the red pill, blue pill sort of thing. If you have to pick between, I don't know, let's, let's say Red Pill is Sony, um, Sony, Disney, and DreamWorks. Oh, no, sorry. Uh, Disney, Sony, and Pixar. And then the other side is DreamWorks, uh, Nickelodeon, and uh, what's another one? Uh, oh, no. Illumination. Illumination. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So which which one are you taking? Like, bear in mind, obviously, if you take one, you completely annihilate the others. After obviously having yeah. Spider Man, are like we that. just annihilating them for the future, or is this every film that's existed from? Oh no, 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 for the future, for the future. 
Okay. I was. Oh, so you'll, still, you'll still have your. Like, that's made it tougher. So I still get. Because if to keep my water if I get rid of Disney. Yeah, <laughs> I, I was thinking. Um, I was thinking of taking the red pill just to completely erase everything Illumination's ever done. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I think I'd still take the red pill. As much as I hate Disney, I think they still give a lot to the animation industry yeah. story-wise. Yeah. Animation-wise, maybe not. And plus, that way, you also get Sony. Yeah. yeah. So I think also, we have to give credit where credit's due. Disney did pioneer yeah. animation. Yes. They, they've become a bit stagnant in yeah. their old age, but they, they were so like important. And Disney oh. Pixar was massive yep. for ages. I mean, we, 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 got, we got Cars, we got Toy Story, yep. all, all of that. Monsters Inc. Monsters Inc. Monsters University is the better of the two. Uh, okay. <laughs> but no, I feel like with you look at some of like Disney's earlier stuff and it's brilliant. But then you look at it. I think I generally actually remember seeing a post about this online somewhere. It was a photo of the people from. Um, is it Inside the one about the the emotions in the head? Inside Out. Yeah. Inside Out. And then it was that soul. The bloke who, yeah, 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 yeah. Who, who, I think he dies, and then his soul he tries to find his way back to the different yeah. world. Mm. Um, and then uh, another film, the literally like the bare bone structure of the animation was exactly the same. The body style was the movement, like the and it's basically like they've taken the background of the foot, like Inside Out, reprinted it, called it another name. And then they've just completely kept the animation the exact same color scheme everything. Yeah, yeah. And it just it just for me it just makes them feel like they're not even worth watching. Yep. Because you're you're watching the exact same thing just in a different. A With different, a different story. story. Yeah, they're, they're mm. definitely. No a, to it. They're definitely at a sort of standstill point where they can't think of any new ideas. I mean, I prefer Soul to Inside Out, just because it's got a lot of jazz in it. <laughs> <laughs> but but in terms of the animation like it, it, it hasn't changed at all mm. I can only really remember the, the big change from the 2D animation yeah to the 3D from the animation. renaissance era through to sort yeah. of your Monsters Inc and your stuff like that yeah, yeah. Th- that was a big change but I think it was also a big change in terms of like what the films were about yeah because they were just fairy tales retold yeah bar maybe I don't know I have never heard of a princess and the frog fairy tale yeah, a Disney film, but th- I think that was the last two um, D animation. I think it was. Yeah. Like to clarify, the Princess and the Frog film is based off of the fairy tale, The Princess and the Frog. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not well versed on, on my fairy tales. I was thinking you'd go for something like Atlantis or Treasure Planet. No, but Atlantis is a true Atlantis story. is based off of obviously Atlantis. That's, yeah, that's, that's but like... Atlantis isn't a story. It's a lost What's place. Fanta. <laughs> Fantasia? Fa- Fant- Fantasia. That's Fantasia. from like the 40s. Yeah, Fantasia was one of the but first that's, things. I, I, don't, I don't remember yeah, a fairy but... tale. Or the rescuers. The rescuers. <laughs> on, on the flip side of that though, the film Sorcerer's Apprentice, which is the live action uh, film with... Uh, Nick Cage and Nick Jay Baruchel. Yeah, so that is based off of Fantasia. <laughs> it's, it's, literally, it's literally the direct link in the film because... He has to clean up his like, lab for when this girl's coming round, and he makes all the mops move exactly like Mickey does in Fantasia. And then that, there's the whole sequence of the whole thing going wrong and almost. Wow. Like, there's yeah. someone else big in that movie. It might be Ben Kingsley. <laughs> I just know that that movie isn't, is. Isn't Morgana 
Um, is it Morgana? Yeah, Morgana. Yeah. Morgana, isn't she played by quite a famous person? Probably. Well, like, we need someone but behind the chair. To, we to need a man behind the desk yeah. to Google all but this stuff for us. <laughs> now that you mention the recycled scenes, I've seen something where um, in Jungle Book, the scene of him like jumping over the of, of Mowgli jumping over the trees, is literally exactly the same, but with a different character. Of it might be. Robin Hood. Robin Hood. I know Robin Hood was yeah. just a reskin, and I I love that Robin Hood movie. Mm. But even when uh the the big bear is dancing, it's the exact same dance yeah, moves as exactly Baloo. Exactly the and same. Yeah, I the thing is I love Robin Hood, that Robin Hood movie too much to let it dampen my feelings on the movie. But, yeah, but it I, does. I mean, I I don't think it dampens the feelings on the movie. Mm. But it just sort of reflects that Disney do like to sort of stay <laughs> in their lane. At, at yeah. The time. Yeah. Especially when they, they they dominate at the moment. Mm. A- animation until recently has been theirs. Yeah. Through and through. I mean, when you look at the Oscars, they yeah. were, they're pretty much every year argued yeah, exactly. to just be a lock. Like only, they're gonna win. Only really until. I mean, there was the little bit of DreamWorks with Shrek and Kung Fu Panda. Yeah. Disney still, after that, were dominating. Yep. It's only really since Into the Spider-Verse came on the scene. That people want to see... That people are like, hang on, hang on, Disney. You're fooling us here. We've seen this before plenty of times. You're just replaying the same thing. You can't fool me. (laughs) I'm familiar with your game. (laughs) Exactly, exactly. But on that note, shall we... Should we debate what our favourite animation studio is? Yeah, so I I wouldn't call this my favourite animation studio, but I want to give a special shout-out to, to Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio. Because although I wasn't the biggest fan of the film, I think I turned it off after like half an hour. <laughs> I can appreciate that the animation, I think it was um, Shadowstone or, or something like that, the animation was fantastic. But um, in terms of, of studio, at the moment you can't you can't beat Sony. It's just it the the Spider Verse films are so well produced. You just can't beat them. Mm. Absolutely. I mean, Charlie, who are you thinking? Again, it's probably just because I'm. If we're talking movie, I'm in agreement. Sony. Because of obviously the recent Spider Verse films, definitely, and the fact that they're like obviously authenticated by the comic book authority, like yeah. that's like a massive thing. But if we're talking technically under series, which anime comes under, Mapper Studio, mm. that they're so overworked, they're working on so many projects, and literally everything is on point. I'm not going to spoil it, but there's a certain death scene in Attack on Titan. The, the animation is bang on. I mean, even like more recently, you look at um, oh, Jujutsu High, like the most recent episode that come out. Um, literally, he's spinning a pencil around his hand. And the animation in that is just brilliant. Like, no matter what they do, like it's always on point and I can't fault them for anything like it's always brilliant I don't know if they worked on Demon Slayer I'm pretty sure they did did they do um, Chainsaw Man as well yeah yeah they did Chainsaw Man as well even that that's a very gory anime and like everything lived up to everything in the thing and like if we're talking movie wise as well that 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 series has so many references to 
films that the mm. opening is as the Big Lebowski in it has Jake, <laughs> Jacob's ladder there's so many references to so many yeah, good films yeah, in yeah. there to be fair, if we're talking anime, Studio Ghibli does deserve. Oh yeah, does that was, deserve to be on yeah, there. That's what I was gonna say. That although they haven't really been releasing many movies recently, Studio Ghibli will always be at the pinnacle of animation. Yeah. I, I think pound for pound, in terms of like releasing consistently top tier movies, mm. Studio Ghibli might be the yeah the animation probably shit. yeah because i think disney, disney and um disney pixar are certainly up there for like all time because of films like monsters inc cars toy story cars. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and even dreamworks with, with shrek um shrek 2 shrek 2 Shrek 3, Shrek Forever After. Don't, Shrek 3 doesn't exist. Madagascar, man. the penguins of Madagascar. <laughs> Kung Fu Panda 1, 2, and 3. Yep. And then, obviously, and four, Puss in Boots. Which is coming out. And 4. <laughs> but, like, they're, they're classics, but they also have released some... Absolute some, some stinkers. Stinkers. Whereas, Whereas Ghibli, always, at the upper echelons of, like, animated films. The only stinker... Ghibli have ever released was Earwig and the Witch, which was their attempt at 3D animation, and that was just sort of a bit of a, a bit of a, It's erased from my memory. Exactly. I've forgiven them for it. Exactly. No one knows it exists. But then again, whilst I would say Ghibli, currently for me it has to be DreamWorks, because their inconsistency is just hilarious. <laughs> They're going to release one of the best animated movies you, you'll probably see in the year. And then about two months later, they're going to release one of the worst animated movies you've ever seen. <laughs> and I just have to sit back and admire it. Like, don't go for the middle ground. Either do the best thing ever or the worst thing ever. I mean, this is what it's like supporting Tottenham Hotspur. <laughs> <laughs> Except it's all just the worst thing ever. The worst thing ever. But Harry Kane's there. And then he's not there anymore. That's, that's so, when the, so, so, the Shrek <laughs> franchise comes to the end, is when Harry Kane leaves. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, surely it's Kung Fu Panda, it's Harry Kane, but... No, because Poe actually won stuff. Oh, yeah, true. Po, true. Kung Fu Panda is Son, because you won the Asian Games. Come on, man. Let's strike that from the record. <laughs> Kung Fu Panda is Richarlison because he did an overhead kick once. Yes, and pigeons. there might be pigeons. <laughs> are there pigeons in Kung Fu Panda? Man behind the chair. Are there pigeons in Kung Fu Panda? Have you guys seen? There's a there's a film called like Valor or something, where it's literally just a group of pigeons in like 1950s. Oh, it's a it's oh god, isn't it a Serbian film? Yes, yeah, from Serbia. Like yeah. In like yeah. 1950s World War time, it's a group of pigeons, and one of them gets a Medal of Valor or something. <laughs> that was a classic. Yep. To me, I, I do have to give a shout actually, though, to. Um, I can't remember the name of the studio that done uh, Fantastic Mr. Fox. I feel oh. like that was done really well. Bollocks. And then they also did that Dogs film as well. Isle of Dogs. Isle of Dogs. Isle of Do- well, that- they're just Wes Anderson films. Yeah. Like it, it doesn't matter the animation studio or the or the direction studio. Wes Anderson gets his hands on anything and it yeah. turns into cinematic gold. Yeah. Really. But but like you say, Fantastic Mr. Fox, it is a fantastic. Brilliant. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Pardon the pun. <laughs> yeah, it is. It is. Yeah. Now that I mention that stop motion 
while Guillermo del Toro's looked less like stop motion than it actually was, because it just looked like normal animation, mm. Fantastic Mr. Fox stop motion was... Gorgeous, isn't it? It was <laughs> beautiful. Oh, it is so stunning. Yeah, it, it just is. Like, because every single frame, you see the little tufts of hair moving yeah. just so slightly. And, like, and, the, and the whiskers and everything. Oh, yeah, no, you are absolutely right. I do love them movies, and like you said, everything Wes Anderson touches is just absolute gold. Even, even the worst depiction of an alien I've ever seen in Asteroid City. Worst? That was the best! <laughs> he was just a but, little guy! But it was Jeff, Go it was Jeff Goldblum. Like, yeah. No, 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 in terms of the way he acted, best. It was... In terms of his look, it was just like, what is that? <laughs> but then I found out it was Jeff Goldblum, and I was like... I mean, that was stop-motion animation. Yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah. That was that was brilliant. I absolutely loved that and so did Chloe. Chloe really loved that. I Just a I freaky that. little guy. Fre freaky little guy. <laughs> super freaky little guy. Superfly. Superfly. Well, he did kind of look like Superfly. Yeah. He did actually. <laughs> now that's a movie we watched the other so day. So it turns out <laughs> Ice Cube is not No, Superfly is not played by Ice Cube, it's played by Jeff Goldblum. Ah. That makes sense. Ice Cube and Jeff Goldblum have never been seen in a room together. <laughs> I wonder if they could be distinguished between the two of them. I... Wow. That is insightful. I... I think... When did we all smoke... Seriously? I... No! This is a good theory. We could... We could go so, on so 4chan with this. <laughs> So in all of our years of existence, bear in mind we've all seen Jurassic Park yeah. and everything. Yeah. Ice Cube was alive when Jurassic Park was made. <laughs> so, so you're telling me... That Triceratops is not a guy, man. Well, no, 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 because it was his Jeff Goldblum. You're telling me that you don't think it's Ice Cube who was the Grand Master in Thor Ragnarok? Yeah, it was. Precisely. Did you not hear it? <laughs> <laughs> On that note, guys, we're going to end the podcast there. <laughs> it's a classic. It's a classic. But I think because we didn't really settle the debate of, of best um, animation mm. studio, let's come to a final agreement on that. I'm going to put forward as the final decision Studio Ghibli. Yep. Um, I'm agreeing with that. That is in agreement. I want to be in agreement, but I've got to say Mappa. Okay. Just because that is like something that I watch all the time. Yeah. Like, but we've um, agreed that it's anime. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. The There's no chance. Yeah. Anime animators are just the best at everything. Yep. Yeah. But I, Spirited Away is like one of my favourite films. I remember watching it like through school and everything. Mm. And um, yeah, I just, I just can't compete against Mappa though. Yeah. What about then our favourite animated films of all time? Oof. That's a big question, I think. Should we go... Top three or top five? We'll go with top three. Okay. Top three. Now yeah. Down. Unless you're struggling to pick yeah, top three. Then no. I'm, I'm going to need to take a moment here because I love movies. <laughs> Obviously. Oh, God. We'll make a podcast. I, 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 I can start if you want. Go on, then. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Mutant Mayhem, number three. Definitely. Wow. Three. Yeah, top, top three. Anime. That good? Yeah. And then we're settling in second... It was first, but after rewatching my uh, my first favorite recently, like number two has got to be across the Spider Verse. Okay. And then number one, 
Kung Fu Panda 2, man. <laughs> it is the goated kids' film. Um, honorable mention, How to Train Your Dragon. Oh, that series. Honorable mention. But no, no, no. So mine is Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, a new one. Then it's uh, Spider Man Across Spider Verse, and then it's Kung Fu Panda 2. Okay, okay. Ali, do you want to go? Okay, I've, I think I've finally done it. I think my number one. Not the best animated movie I've ever seen. Start from the bottom, start from the bottom. From the bottom, yeah. okay. Well, a lot of these are more just because they mean so much to me. But at the bottom, I'm stealing from your list, actually. I'm taking Kung Fu Panda 2. I absolutely adore that movie with all of my being, and it is one of those movies that I will always just sit down and watch. Number two is Beauty and the Beast. Ooh, I classic. am in love with that movie. It really is just one of the movies that makes me cry every time. But then again, so does Kung Fu Panda too. Um, <laughs> <laughs> number one, my neighbor Totoro. I just, yeah, it's just perfect for me. It's less a movie, more an experience. There's no plot, but I just find myself loving every second and crying through it every single time. I think I think I, I kind of rate movies based on how much they make me cry. <laughs> Go on, Aaron. Okay, I, I think I don't think I put either of these in in the top three, so I'll put them at four and five respectively. Coco and Moana. Okay. Purely because of music in it. Yep. I love I love good music in 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 movies, and I sing Coco on a regular basis. What color is the sky? Is like. How I wake up in the morning. You were singing that yeah, earlier, weren't you? <laughs> exactly, exactly. Um, and then, if we're to put it into the top three, I'd probably say third is Shrek Two. Good shout. Yeah, it's it's my yep. favourite Shrek. I it's the best. Often Shrek. imagined I was Prince Charming growing up. Hence the curtains. Um, <laughs> That's not a good thing. Why? <laughs> He had nice hair, man. Number two, two, I'd probably say, you mentioned earlier, Fantastic Mr. Fox, because it is a phenomenal film. That was my favourite Roald Dahl book growing up. In fact, I think it was the only one I actually owned. (laughs) Not even the Twits? Well, I owned the Twitch, but my sister, I I read it from my sister. Uh, The only one I owned was Fantastic Mr. Fox and eventually James and Giant Peach. Number one, it's another Studio Ghibli, but my personal favourite, is Kiki's delivery service. Yeah. It's, oh, it's so good. It's, it's, it's one of those films that... I don't think many Studio Ghibli films have a big plot. I think yeah. the only one I can think of is Princess Mononoke. Yeah, like, you, you're not watching it to watch a character yeah. go on a quest. You're watching it because you just feel good watching it. Yeah. And, and Kiki's delivery service, for all of the sequences flying over the city... All of the moments in the bakery and stuff like that. And then the final scene, like, I've never felt so happy and so on the edge of my seat at yeah. the same time. Like, I think it's just a, a phenomenal film. And, yeah, and that, that that film means a lot to me as well. Yeah. Because we go to this place down in Devon called Shouldon pretty much every other year. And there's a track uh, in... Kiki's delivery service called A Town with an Ocean View and whenever I'm there I just think of that track all I can think about is A Town with an Ocean View because it really looks like when she first flies into that town where she's going to be the resident witch 
Yeah. I always think of that when I'm in Shildon, and it's just so lovely. It's yeah. really lovely. It, it is a gorgeous one. But what about what about our favourite animated films so far this year? Because I, I think the best one is the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles one. But the Super Even, Mario Bros. film yeah? was so good. Even the more so than that, Across the Spider-Verse. I just I I think I may be tainted by nostalgia a bit because yeah. across the Spider Verse the nostalgia has worn off from Into the Spider Verse. Yeah, but with Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, I've not seen a TMNT film that good since since I was young, since the TV shows, and then with Super Mario Bros. I remember coming out of the coming out of the cinema. I think it was at like a late show, and so it was like one in the morning we came out, and I was just walking along the street in Stratford. Trying not to get stabbed, but also <laughs> dancing to the do 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 do, and the score is just is phenomenal. Yeah, even every single action sequence, with the little, it feels like a hand. I think it was John Williams that did the score, wasn't it? No, it was um, someone really random. Was it yeah. Ice Cube? <laughs> or got Jeff Goldblum? <laughs> same guy, man. Same guy. <laughs> <laughs> But but the, it was like a Hans Zimmer esque, like really extravagant. Yeah. And then you had the little inflections yeah. from from the the classic game. It was, it was very nostalgic. So I'd, I'd probably say that's been my favourite to watch. Mm. But in terms of the best, it's, it's TMNT. What are you thinking? I've got to give it to. Oh, actually, I've got to give it. Part one of Attack on Titan, the final, mm. final season, because again, I'm not going to spoil that one because I have faith for my weebs. Um, <laughs> like, there's a death scene in it, as I said earlier, and like the whole animation is on point. They're like under a really time stretched situation at one point, and the score as well, like on that one, literally as they're trying to like, well, get get off of this island. And, like, there's one person sacrificing themselves. Literally, like, I don't get brought to tears a lot. I didn't get brought to tears, actually, in this one. But I was just on the verge of, like, crying. Like, it was the same as when Iron Man died in Endgame. Yeah. If you haven't seen it, grow up. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, like, I didn't cry at that point, And I didn't cry at this uh, Attack on Titan one. But I was there. I was so cusp. close. On the cusp. Yeah, and it was like literally on death's door with it for me. Um, but yeah, no, Tag on Titan, the like, latest, obviously. It is basically a movie, but it's like part one or whatever they call it. Ali, over to you. My animated movie of the year. Oof. You know, I think I'm going to have to agree with you. Un unequivocally not the best one I've seen all year that would have to belong to Across the Spider-Verse the Mario movie did move mountains for me yeah. like you said the score was just perfect I nearly cried once again ranking movies based on how much they make me cry <laughs> um, and yeah I just that score I listened to it for months it got me through my exams at uni and yeah it was just perfect I it's loved that movie so much it wasn't uh, it wasn't going to move mountains, but it was just so much fun. And yeah. it wasn't, it didn't, I'm going to swear here, it didn't anything 
at no, all. No, I didn't. It was literally just. I felt like it brilliant. was made for for sort of our generation and and the generation before us as well, because it wasn't really made to introduce people to Mario. It was made for people that were well versed in Mario. Yeah. And just like this is what we're doing. It's all fan service, and it does it well. I mean, I remember when the Luigi's Mansion theme came on. Classic. Classic. It was brilliant. But I think we're going to call it there for this week. We've done we've done a lot of talking about animated films. We it? have. <laughs> I'm I'm very I'm very I'm very glad. But until next time, I've been your host Aaron. Like Charlie and Ali here, as ever, being a pleasure to talk to for hours on end about movies. If you say so. <laughs> <laughs> but thank you for listening. Hopefully we see you again next time. Adios. <laughs>